Hearing Voices? Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. He's a small-town boy from Monrovia, Indiana, and he's turned into a big-time man. And this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Mark James, the chief announcer for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network. Mark, what's the coolest part of being the voice of the 500? Uh, well, just, you know, the opportunity to follow in the footsteps of those that came before me, you know, starting with Sid Collins, who got all of this started. Um, it's just an honor and a privilege, especially... You know, considering I grew up in Central Indiana and I've um, I've uh, listened to the race for years, as many have. And uh, you know, when I first joined in 1996, I I didn't know how long this, this would last. And now I'm on year 28, and uh, I kind of feel like that after that year in '96, I've been playing with house money ever since. One of the cool things about being around for a while is you're a pretty good prognosticator. You had below on the pole. You had that right, but it seemed like IndyCar had qualifying right this year. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I've discussed this with a, a couple of other folks that I've done interviews with, and I said, you know, the challenge for us was, um, especially on Saturday, was to watch two vastly different storylines unfold. I mean, in that last session from four to six, we were trying to keep track of those that wanted to avoid the last row shootout, and at the same time, those that were efforting trying to get into the fast 12. And I don't ever remember a scenario like that unfolding. So I, I think we we were aware of the fact that those two storylines were unfolding, and uh, we tried to do our best to give both equal attention to keep people surprised of, of how both stories were unfolding. Is is the now iconic voice of Mark James. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. He's the chief announcer of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the voice of the Indy 500. What are the top three storylines heading into Sunday? Well, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I get asked that question probably more frequently than than any other. And um, I, I think that um, me being of the mind with all of the play-by-play I've done, uh, I try to not have a, pre- a preconceived notion of as to the outcome, and I think this is one of those events that uh, the storyline, I think, will ultimately be whoever the winner is. Uh, I mean, there are obviously some natural storylines. Um, you know, you uh, you see Tony Kanan in his farewell, and you see Elio with a chance to win his fifth, and, and Sada with a chance to win his third, so... With all of this talk lately of the young guns, it's funny that a lot of focus will be on the veterans and another former winner like Ryan Hunter Ray, who gets another well-deserved shot at the greatest spectacle in racing. And then you have uh, Alex Blow and Pato Award and Rita CK, and the list goes on and on and on. And and I, I've always maintained that that's, that's what makes this the greatest spectacle in racing is because uh, it boils down to the big story being whoever wins it because uh, – it either adds to an already submitted legacy of, uh, of, of a multiple winner or it creates a, a certain amount of racing immortality for someone who's lucky enough to win it their first time. In addition to being the voice of the 500, you're kind of the team captain for the greatest and largest radio network in the world. This year, you're working with some pretty familiar faces, a lot of veterans back. What's it like to work with such a great group of broadcast professionals? Well, it honestly, it makes my job easy. I mean, the toughest part of my job, quite frankly, Scott, is to get through that hour and 45-minute pre-ratio and make sure all the elements time out properly and that we, you know, 
are able to transport people to 16th and Georgetown uh, in conjunction with our public address and carrying all of those, uh, you know, sometimes rather somber pre-race festivities. But, uh, you know, once the green flag flies, I think all of our jobs become a bit easier and it becomes a, a bit more second nature. And um, I would say that, you know, as you and I discussed off the top, I think the thing that makes it work for us is that so many of us spent our Sunday afternoons as kids in central Indiana or throughout the Midwest, uh, you know, listening to the radio network, and that's how we first fell in love with the Indianapolis 500. But, you know, you mentioned the familiarity that we have. I mean, I think, you know, uh, Scott Sander and Alex Wolf have the, 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 you know, the shortest tenure so far, and I think this is either their third or fourth year. Uh, but uh, the rest of us, you know, are are either a decade or well past that. And, you know, I've always been of the mindset when I was in coaching that you, you hire assistants and you let them do what they do because if you hire the right ones, they make, they make you look awfully smart if you stay out of their way. And that's kind of how I work our broadcast. I mean, I've got four talented turning outers, and, you know, I'll do a reset after Chris and every tosses it to me in a running order and then give it right back to Nick and let those guys go to work. And I let the pit guys, you know, paint the story on pit road. I don't steal their thunder. I've got uh, an immensely talented driver analyst and a very successful former race strategist in Davey Hamilton sitting next to me. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've taken a page out of some of the coaches that I've learned from and some of the legendary broadcasters before me, like Mike King and Bob Jacobs and Paul Page and Doug Rice from PRN. And I just, I've been lucky to surround myself with good people. And I guess God bless me with a good sense to stay out of the way and let them do their job. Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day at WHTC.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify. I would love to hear from you, and if you're polite, I promise to respond. We visit this morning with the Voice of the 500. Mark James, what's your race day schedule like, and is there a particular superstition that you like to include every year? No, I don't sleep very well the night before just because of the magnitude, but, um, you know, uh, I, I try to get there, you know, the earlier the better because of the traffic and get parked and get settled in and uh I've got a, a number of pre-race interviews that I, I typically do uh, with various outlets, uh, both nationally and locally. And then uh, we usually have a production meeting around 10 o'clock. And then uh, once that production meeting's over, we're scheduled to go on the air at 11 a.m. Eastern. But once we finish that production meeting, I, I usually like to walk out of the booth and go outside and kind of sit by myself for about 15 or 20 minutes. And, and I do honestly think about you know, uh, those that came before me, like Paul Page and, and, and Mike King and Lou Palmer and, and Bob Jenkins and Sid Collins and, and think about the magnitude of the event. And I think the place I try to get my mind to is, is doing all weekend during the show to make those who aren't there feel like they are. And then um, usually I'll stroll back into the booth about 20 minutes before we go on air and just make sure all the paperwork's in order and then um, – when uh, when things go off at 11 o'clock, we're off, off and running with another broadcast. Final question for Mark James today on Hearing Voices. When we wake up Memorial Day, what will the headline be? Uh, uh, boy, that's um, that's a, 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 another impressive chapter in the greatest spectacle of racing. Um, if, if you're asking me to, uh, to, to pick a winner, um, I would say that, uh, you know, Nick Yeoman, understandably so, uh, is leaning toward Alex Pillow. Uh, I said back in Texas that for some reason I just thought that this seemed like Pato Awards year. I mean, he's got a, a three races now, I think, in which he's finished second. Uh, and I think he's ready. But, you know, 
after the disappointment of last year and being the clear favorite and having the best car and throwing it away, speeding on pit road, I think for the better part of the last 360-some-odd days, there's been few hours of the day that Scott Dixon uh, hasn't been eaten up by the fact that he threw last year's race away. And uh, that kind of Scott Dixon is a dangerous Scott Dixon, and it would not shock me at all to see him get his second win on Sunday, and that would be an incredible story. On Monday, we had Dixon's spotter. On Thursday, we had Paul Page, who said that Mark James is as good as anyone who's ever done it. Mark, thanks for the visit today on Hearing Voices. Well, Paul's very kind, and you've become a good friend, and I appreciate your support throughout the course of the year. and appreciate the opportunity to visit with you every year for sure.